0: Friends, welcome back to Get Unbothered. I'm Margaret, and this week I'm actually going to be talking to you guys about my skincare routine. I know that's not like a topic that necessarily aligns with the theme of my podcast, but I love talking about self care. I love talking about boosting confidence and self esteem. And honestly, I think that taking care of your body and your health is a big part of those things. And, you know, when I say our body and our health, a lot of you might immediately go, well, why aren't you talking to me about nutrition or about exercise or whatever? And I probably will talk about those things at some point when I feel more um, qualified to do so. I have not really been exercising consistently (laughs) lately, trying to get back into it, but it's hard. Um, But one thing I have been very consistent with for the past few years is my skincare routine. And disclaimer: I'm not a dermatologist. I'm not an esthetician or anything like that. I have no formal training. Literally, I just do tons of research. I try products that people who do have more knowledge than me recommend. I watch YouTube videos like Skincare with Hiram and um, a few other, you know, well-known skincare YouTubers just, yeah, if you just go on YouTube, you can find people who are way more qualified to talk about this than I am, but I still thought I would share my skincare journey because it is, like, the one thing that when all other routines fail, it's, like, the one habit I can keep up with, and I'm very proud of that. Um, you know, having mental health issues and having things like depression, anxiety, ADHD, I really struggle a lot with remembering to, like, take care of my personal hygiene. Now, it's a lot better than it was in the past, but I I used to go for periods of time where just taking a shower felt impossible, and I had developed several cavities because I would forget or just not care to brush my teeth. I know that's gross, but when you are dealing with severe depression or ADHD or any any type of mental illness really. It can be very difficult to take care of yourself. It can be difficult to get out of bed. And if you can't even get out of bed, how are you supposed to wash your face? How are you supposed to put on a moisturizer? Well, for me, I think the reason I was able to get so into skincare was because of my hyperfixation tendencies that that goes hand in hand with with the ADHD, but I find skincare to just be so like rewarding and and it feels so good and if you're someone who either has good skin and wants to keep it that way or maybe you're struggling with breakouts or hyperpigmentation or wrinkles you know there are things that we can do to sort of ameliorate those issues and make ourselves feel more confident and happy and this isn't to say that you know if you have wrinkles or if you have acne or dark spots or whatever that you're ugly I am not saying that at all. You know, even when my skin was at its worst, I can still say, like, I was beautiful then, I'm beautiful now. But knowing that I am taking care of myself and seeing, like, the physical evidence of my issues getting better has definitely boosted my self-esteem and made me feel like I'm capable of exerting some sort of control over my life. So I I just highly recommend skincare. It, it's so important, like not just from a beauty standpoint, but also from a health standpoint. Your skin is your largest organ and the skin on your face is very sensitive compared to the skin on the rest of your body. We're outside, we're in the sun, we're exposed to UVA, UVB rays, pollution, blue light. I mean, there's all sorts of contaminants in the environment that can age us prematurely and even cause, like, skin cancer and other conditions as we age. And we want to prevent that. We want to live long, healthy lives that don't involve extensive trips to the doctor and having to get things removed we don't want that so my first tip is no matter what type of skin you have wear an spf every day preferably something that's rated spf 50 or higher um spf 30 is okay and anything higher than spf 50 really isn't doing that much extra for your skin like i don't even bother with spf 70 or 100 because i don't know spf 50 is perfectly fine and if you're, like, gonna be indoors most of the day or you're in an area that has less sunlight, there's nothing wrong with an SPF 30, but SPF 15 is not gonna cut it. You, you need at least 30 as the bare minimum. And feel free to, like, fact check anything I say. Um, I'm not doing... I'm not reading any research in this podcast because I've already researched this. If anyone wants... Links to more information, I can potentially post that on the blog, but if you just look up, you know, scientific research-based articles on skincare, you can confirm a lot of what I'm saying. So yeah, always do your own research. Always try a product before you actually put it on your face. I recommend doing a patch test somewhere else on your body just so that you can make sure you're not going to have a reaction. Some people, when using SPFs, find that mineral sunscreens are too um, too harsh or too irritating for their skin and if that's the case for you maybe try to find a more gentle alternative or a physical sunscreen. I personally prefer sunscreens that are reef safe and I do tend to use mineral sunscreens that are also fragrance free. Um, Finding a good sunscreen is hard especially for people of color and anyone with a darker skin tone, because a lot of them do have white cast, but there are so many sunscreens, especially if you look outside the US, that have great ingredients, don't leave a white cast, and just dissolve seamlessly into your skin. Like Korean skincare, Japanese skincare, all of those countries, they have great sunscreens. Just make sure that the SPF is actually rated at what it claims to be. You know, there have been some scandals like with some sunscreens like Dear Claire's and Purito whose sunscreens were found to be like SPF 20 something as opposed to SPF 50. So yeah, definitely do your research. Right now I'm using three different sunscreens. I'm using the Liquid Sun Shield by Dr. Brandt. I think I got that, um, as a gift, not as a gift, but in, like, a gift set from Sephora, and, like, the cost of the gift set was less than the entire price of that one product, so it was a great deal. Um, I think it retails for, like, $60, and it's honestly worth it. Like, it's so pleasant to apply, does not leave a white cast on my skin, Um, and I'm pale, and, like, even pale people struggle a little bit with white cast and, like, that sticky, gross feeling that most sunscreens have, but the Dr. Brandt, Sun Shield is honestly like really, really good at avoiding that. I also use the Innis Free sunscreen. I think it's like SPF 35 or 37, also from Sephora. Um It has a formula similar to the Purito sunscreen in in the way that it feels when it's applied onto the skin, but it doesn't have as many skin-loving ingredients, and it does have some fragrance, which I'm not a huge fan of because I do have sensitive skin, but it works well. It doesn't leave a white cast. Um, If Purito hasn't reformulated their Centella Green sunscreen or whatever come out with something better, I'll probably repurchase the Free or the Sunshine um, Sun Shield from Dr. Brandt. Another sunscreen I use is a Japanese sunscreen. It's the Nivea. Let me look and see what it actually says on the bottle, because it's from Japan. It is the Nivea Sun Super Water Gel SPF 50. Um, the only downside to this sunscreen is I think it does have a little bit too much alcohol in it for my taste, but it does blend out on the skin like a gel, and it dries down fairly matte, which is nice if you're going to be wearing makeup, and it's cheap. You just have to import it, but yeah, those are the three sunscreens that I use. I do use my old Purito just as like a moisturizer during the daytime for a little bit of extra SPF protection, but I don't use it as my main SPF anymore because it is not actually SPF 50. But when Purito does reformulate their sunscreens, definitely check them out. They responded to the controversy very well. They're doing independent testing to make sure that their UV filters are accurate and do what they claim to do. And overall, they're just a great brand. So yeah, no matter what your skin type is, always use SPF every single day, even if you're inside. It's important. Next, um, you want to kind of address your skin's needs based on like your skin type. And your skin type basically is just, are you oily? Are you dry? Are you combination? Or are you normal? So oily skin, obviously no brainer you produce a lot of sebum, maybe like throughout the day your face gets shiny. you might be prone to blackheads or other breakouts. Um, dry skin, your skin feels tight it's it doesn't feel like it is retaining moisture. Um, it might get irritated easily. Uh, combination skin. Usually combination skin will be dry on like the outer perimeter of your face and then the T-zone, which is your nose, your forehead, and your chin will get oily. So combination skin people have to like kind of deal with both issues. And then normal skin is skin that has a good balance between dryness and oiliness. Um, Your skin doesn't necessarily feel tight and dry unless you're in a harsh environment or you haven't moisturized in a while. And it maybe takes a longer time to get oily. So, like, you probably wouldn't notice too much sebum unless, like, you hadn't washed your face in two or three days. So, I'm lucky. I have normal skin. But normal skin doesn't mean no breakouts. No. Unfortunately, that is not the case. I wish it was... Um, I'll just talk about my skin background for a little bit because I feel like, you know, speaking from my perspective is probably the easiest way for me to explain this to you guys, but when I was younger, I had, like, no acne. I mean, I had the occasional breakout brought on by puberty, but nothing serious. I, I would just get a few whiteheads here and there. It wasn't until my 20s did I start actually getting regular hormonal acne, And I started birth control around the age of 17 because I had really, really heavy, uncomfortable periods. Um, My doctors were telling me that I might have endometriosis, but I didn't want to get the biopsy done. So I just decided to start taking birth control pills as a way to sort of help with that. And over the years, I have had to change my birth control a few times for various reasons, like side effects or just you know, wanting to try something different. But I would say around like 21, 22 was when my acne started being very like typical of hormonal acne. Like every month, that time of the month, you know, when we get our periods, I would get these really painful, um, almost cystic breakouts around my chin and jawline. And this was, like, really embarrassing and hard for me to deal with because I had never had to struggle like that with acne before. I was used to being able to wear minimal makeup, go out and be completely confident and fine in my skin. People would compliment me on my skin, ask me what I did, and at the time, I really didn't do much. I mean, my mom got me into skincare at a young age, but, like, just basic stuff, like, the. I think I used, like, the Neutrogena Pink Grapefruit Foaming Wash and, like, some sort of Clearasil Acne Gel for the occasional spot that I did have. I don't even recall using a moisturizer, you guys. Like, I probably did, but I don't even remember what it would have been. So, to go from, like, being able to hardly do anything to all of a sudden having acne every month and having hyperpigmentation and acne scars that weren't fading by the time the next crop of new zits came up, like, it was a huge blow to my self-esteem. And I didn't know what to do. I remember I would spend all of my money on these ridiculously overpriced products that, like, didn't even have super great ingredients and I would get pretty much zero results and that just continued on and on for a while until I finally, like, got into more clean skincare and started watching and learning from YouTubers who kind of know what they're talking about. Um, I never had the money or the resources to go visit a dermatologist during college. Um, it wasn't, like, on my insurance. It wasn't covered, and I was, like, struggling to pay for school, and in retrospect, I probably would have had better results if, like, the money that I did have I had spent on visiting a dermatologist as opposed to buying whatever, like, the hottest influencer was promoting that week <laughs> on their um, social media. But, I mean, it's, it is what it is. I can't go back and change it. But, basically, around the time that I was getting ready to Graduate college, I got into skincare. It was a lot of trial and error. Um, and then eventually, I found Skincare with Hiram's channel. And I pr- was preparing to move overseas to Japan. And I knew once I got there, my skin would probably freak out. And it did because any type of major change that we put our bodies through can cause stress, which can cause breakouts. And I think a lot of my breakouts were caused by stress, not eating a good balanced diet, not drinking enough water, and then my lovely monthly period. So, when I got my birth control implant, I got the Nexplanon implant. It worked great at first. I didn't have any of the side effects like that it said you might have, like, I had a little bit of irregular bleeding the first week or two, and then my period stopped completely for six months. I barely had um, breakouts. Like, I had a few when I first moved to Japan, but once my body sort of adjusted, that calmed down, and yeah, life was great. But then, for some reason, six months after the implant was inserted, I started bleeding twice a month, and I started breaking out twice a month, and it was horrible, and I did everything I could to relieve my skin, take care of it, and all that jazz until I could see a doctor and figure out, you know, the best recourse of action. But yeah, it's very difficult to deal with birth control and reproductive health when you're living in a foreign country and Japan didn't have as many birth control options as the U.S. did. So... I was kind of just prepared to have to suck it up for a while because I just didn't know what else to do. And then when COVID happened and I had to come back to the U.S., I figured, well, I might as well go to my doctor here and see what's going on. So I actually started using this service called Nurx, and they send you birth control through the mail because at that time I wasn't comfortable going into any sort of in-person doctor's office. Like, this was when we still didn't know a lot about the pandemic, and I had risked pretty much everything just to fly home and quarantine with my dad, who was in poor health. So, keep in mind, like, all of this stress, too, was probably making my skin even worse, and, you know, I would use my clean products, my sunscreen, like, I was doing everything I could, but It just was not helping. And so the NERCS people set me up with a birth control pill knowing that I was on the implant as well. And the birth control after a month or two did start helping with my acne. Like it sort of started balancing out the progesterone only implant in my arm, giving me that estrogen that helped my skin sort of I probably lower testosterone levels and get my skin sort of in a healing phase. So one option if you do have acne is to look into medications like birth control, but you really have to talk to your doctor about this because not all birth control helps with acne, and birth control does have a ton of side effects that might not be worth the acne relief. Like, people don't realize how many side effects birth control can give you. Like, it can make you depressed, it can make you anxious, It can cause irregular bleeding. It can cause certain cancers. It can put you at risk for stroke. I mean, I'm excited personally for the day when there's birth control out there for people with penises, and I'm excited for the day when it's easier to have vasectomies and, you know, getting your tubes tied. Like, I look forward to those barriers being dropped so that people can, like, take charge over their bodies and their reproductive health because, Yeah. Our system is not the best and we expect vagina holders to do all the work, all the reproductive um, health work. You know, you have to go to the doctor every year just to get your birth control prescription refilled and it's frustrating. It's exhausting and it's time consuming. And if you don't have insurance, it can get expensive. Um, I know that NERCS does accept insurance plans and they do have cheap options if you aren't insured. So when I first came back to the U.S. before I was approved to be put on my dad's health insurance, I had to pay out of pocket and I think it was $45 for three months worth of birth control. So that is pretty affordable. That's just $15 a month. So if you are struggling and you need medical care and you need a doctor to prescribe you something but you can't go in for an in-person visit, definitely check out NERC's or like similar services. I'm, this isn't an ad. I know this sounds like an ad. No one pays me to talk about anything. I am not famous, guys. So like, this is just my personal opinion. You're free to um do your own research, of course, and find what works for you. But if you don't want to go the birth control hormonal route in controlling your acne, visit a dermatologist. If you can, see what they recommend. And if that doesn't work, then you can go the topical route which is what i've been doing in addition to birth control so when i say topical i mean anything that you apply to your skin obviously the internal route um usually gives quicker more long-lasting results so the internal route could be taking birth control or testosterone blockers it can be taking um supplements that may or may not work i'm very skeptical of supplements And it can also include just drinking a lot of water, eating balanced diet, getting adequate nutrition, Um, research like what your skin needs from, you know, from a diet and, and go from there like eating a lot of lean proteins, vegetables, fruits, things with antioxidants, minerals, vitamins, like that's super good for you and most people do underestimate how much water they're drinking like it can be really helpful if you have a water bottle that you know exactly how much water is in it and then you fill it up two or three times throughout the day and drink all of it but don't overdo it because water poisoning is a thing and some people have probably poisoned themselves trying to drink enough water you don't need to drown yourself in water um and also stress you need to prioritize self-care and that's why i always recommend going the topical route in addition to the internal route because having a skincare routine can be so therapeutic like but you need to approach it as this is time for me to take care of myself like this is this is me time pamper yourself like i don't care how dinky and tiny your bathroom is or your bedroom is like pretend You are at the spa, play some soothing music, do whatever you need to do to relax because, yeah, stress and your face do not get along. And I highly recommend products for acne that are gentle but still effective. So, one of the big game changers for me was using a salicylic acid cleanser. And I really like CeraVe's version of this. I've tried, or CeraVe, I don't know. I think it's CeraVe. the CeraVe option is super gentle. It's fragrance free. It's got ceramides in it while still containing salicylic acid, which is a BHA that is essentially going to go into your pores and deeply exfoliate. But it is gentle enough for everyday use. Um, I do not use it more than once a day, though, because it is an exfoliant and I like to make sure that I'm not stripping my skin of its natural moisture. So, the CeraVe one is really great. People also swear by the Inkey List Salicylic Acid Cleanser. Um, I have used it, and I mean, it works, but it is so unpleasant for me that I almost don't even want to ever use it again, even though I have almost a full bottle, because to me, it smells like vodka. I mean yeah, it it just straight up smells like vodka. And the CeraVe one has pretty much no smell, but it's still fragrance-free and very gentle. So that is my go-to, but I can't find it anywhere. It's a good thing that those bottles last a really long time because I swear it's been out of stock at every store near me for the past six months. My bottle I got like a year ago, And I've used maybe three-fourths of it, so I've still got a quarter or more left, which is amazing. It's a great value for the money. Um, I also recommend doing a double cleanse or at least using a micellar water to sort of do first. Like sweep it, put your micellar water. Um, I recommend the Garnier version. Um, The one that's just in the basic blue bottle, it doesn't have any extra ingredients. I use that on a cotton pad just to sort of get off my makeup and sunscreen initially, and then I go in with whatever cleanser I'm using. So I go back and forth between three different cleansers. I use the CeraVe salicylic acid. I also use the CeraVe um, regular foaming cleanser and I use the Milk Vegan, like, Milky Cleanser. I don't, I don't know if that's what it's called, but it's basically just a really gentle, moisturizing, clean, vegan, cruelty-free cleanser. Um, in the past, I've also used the Youth to the People Antioxidant Kale Cleanser, whatever, and it's really, really nice. It's just expensive, um, I I liked it a lot, and if I had all the money in the world, I would definitely repurchase it, but the CeraVe is just such a good value for the money that I just use that, because a cleanser, I feel like if you're going to splurge on something, you should splurge on a serum or a moisturizer or a good SPF. Like, a cleanser, you just put it on your face and then you take it off. As long as it's got the ingredients you need and it doesn't have any harsh smells or um, essential oils, or things that could, like, damage or cause a reaction in your skin, then I think it's fine. And then after I cleanse, I use one of, like, a million serums. (laughs) I'm not even gonna lie, you guys. I have a problem. But the serums that have made the biggest difference in my skin are the Versed Niacinamide um, Clarifying Serum if I'm, if I'm not giving the right name, like, I'm sorry. I, my, all my bottles are all the way across the room and I really don't want to get up to go read what's on them or what they're technically called. But if you go to Target or anywhere that carries Versed, it's V-E-R-S-E-D. Um, it's in the blue bottle. It's like, I think it's called their clarifying serum. And it is the best thing I've ever put on my face. It's like, so much better for my skin than the ordinary niacinamide. That's That was my first, like, adventure into the niacinamide world because I had never heard of it before until the ordinary. But Versed is just a little bit better, in my opinion. Like, my skin feels a bit more hydrated from it and I've seen better results in the long term. I've gone through two bottles now and I went through about two bottles of the Ordinary Niacinamide and I just noticed better results from Versed. This doesn't mean that the Ordinary wouldn't work for you. Um, definitely try it if you're interested because I do think it's about ten dollars cheaper um, and I may go back to it at some point just to see if, like, I've changed my my opinion on that. But for now, I'm using the Verst from Target. And I wanted to love more of Verst's products, but unfortunately, a lot of them do use, pro- like, ingredients that I don't find suitable for my skin, like fragrance or um, citric acid, like, another essential oily type things. But that serum has only really good ingredients, nothing bad, highly recommend, and if you want to know, like, how to find products that suit your skin type, again, I highly recommend checking out YouTubers who know way more than I do, and, like, their entire niche is skincare or niche, I always forget how to say that word, I think it's niche, yeah, yeah, we'll go with that, if it's niche, I'm sorry, I feel like it's, like, gif versus jif, and I've, I just say both because you can't please everyone. (laughs) Um, but yeah, definitely check out people who know more than I do, um, because yeah, I'm just kind of like following their advice and seeing what works for my skin and just sharing with you guys like what works for me. Um, so I use the niacinamide for acne relief and brightening. I feel like it just really helps Clean out your pores because the Versed Serum, I think, has salicylic acid as well as willow bark extract, which is the same thing. I think it's just willow bark extract and niacinamide and then a few other ingredients like maybe some hyaluronic acid or something. But the niacinamide combined with the willow bark extract just keeps your pores nice and clean and it brightens any um, any dark spots or hyperpigmentation you may have left over from a previous breakout. So, you can use that any time of the day. I'll use it whenever I feel like using it. I usually try to avoid using that serum, though, right after I use the salicylic acid cleanser. I I only use one or the other in a washing period. So, like, if if I just splash my face with water in the morning, I'll use that serum. But if I use the CeraVe in the evening then i'll use a different serum and the one that i use most is the iunique tea tree relief serum so it's got a bunch of really good ingredients that helps soothe irritated and sensitive skin um, it all they also claim to help fight wrinkles and blemishes um, i don't know how well it does that but i do know that when i put this on my face any sensitivity i have pretty much goes away i do think it has helped with my breakouts um, it just, it's just calming. It's, it's relieving and it's super affordable. It comes in glass recyclable packaging and there are no like parabens or mineral oils. I'm pretty sure it's vegan and cruelty free. So yeah, check out iUnique. They're a great serum. And then I also use a vitamin C serum during the day for brightening because my skin just scars really, really easily. And vitamin C serums have always been hit or miss for me. Um, I used to use this one that was discontinued by Youth to the People. They replaced it with something else, and it's just as expensive as the old one. The old one lasted me a long time. I'm still, like, not fully finished with it, but it, I'm, I think it's probably past its shelf life, unfortunately, but I'm still using it anyways. Shh, don't tell anyone. Um, but I didn't see, like, a super outstanding results from that. I mean, I saw results, but nothing crazy, Um, Now I'm using this cheap serum from Sephora. It's called Otsi. It's O-T-Z-I or O-T-Z-A. It's a Korean brand. It's in a pink bottle. Just go to Sephora. You'll find it. Um, It's got vitamin C and I think like ginseng as well. And it's also got really good ingredients. I'm pretty sure it's fragrance free or it has a minimal fragrance. And I've actually noticed brightening from that. So I'm going to keep using it because it's only like 20 20 to $25. And most vitamin C serums within that price range are full of like citric acids or orange peel oil, whatever, like crap that I don't want on my face. And then even like the pricier vitamin C serums, like either burn or just don't do anything. So I feel like this was a good middle ground for me to have a vitamin C oil or serum or whatever in my routine. And then I also use the Ordinary Azelaic Acid Suspension to get like some exfoliation and some skin cell turnover. And I really like that product. It's affordable. It's creamy. I can feel it working, but it's not stripping or dehydrating my skin. Like, as long as I use a moisturizer with it, it's not too harsh. Um, I also use the Bliss AHA serum. It's in a blue bottle also from Target, and that really does help exfoliate and get your skin cells turning over, and it's also, I'm pretty sure, vegan and cruelty-free clean from Target cheap, affordable. That's what I like. You don't have to go out and buy, like, the ordinary, or not the ordinary. You don't have to go buy, like, good jeans from Sunday Riley to have awesome results for your skin. You just don't. And then for my moisturizers, moisturizers are what I splurge on the most because a moisturizer, like, is going to stay on your skin for a long time and hydrate you throughout the night or throughout the day. So, I use the Youth to the People, um hydrate dream and glow mask i think that's what it's called it's it's in a pot and it's yellow and it's super super luxurious feeling i love it it's probably the most expensive product in my entire skincare routine but it's worth it um i also use the skin fix um bar- barrier relief or barrier replenishing whatever product. Um, just, just look up skin fix and then moisturizers. It's in a blue bottle. It's great. It's really hydrating. I use it when my skin is dry and irritated. It's perfect for people with sensitive skin. There's no fragrance. Um, and it's got everything you want in a in a moisturizer. Um, if you have oily skin, those two moisturizers may be too heavy for you, but those same lines, Youth to the People and Skin Fix, do carry products that are more suitable for oily or combination skin. I would say that the ones I'm using are more specifically designed for dry to normal skin, which is where I fall into. So... I hope that that helps. I hope that you find a routine that works for you. Um, I would say that you don't need a lot. Having a cleanser that you can use every day that's gentle enough for everyday use. Having a serum that has ingredients targeting your specific skin concerns. A moisturizer and an SPF. Like, that's really all you need. If you want to be a little bit extra like I am and have... Maybe two cleansers and two or three different serums that you rotate through. That's also fine. You can even use a toner or an essence to get even more skin benefits. It it just depends on your budget and your needs and how long your skincare routine should be. You can also occasionally splurge on a good mask or go get a facial or use a sheet mask. Like, the sheet masks are really fun. I love those. Just make it fun. Make it enjoyable. Make your skincare routine something that you won't be putting off or procrastinating. Like If your skincare routine, if you find yourself avoiding it, you've made it too complicated. It truly needs to be something that you enjoy doing because if you enjoy doing it, you'll do it every day, and if you do it every day, it will become a habit, and if it becomes a habit, it'll just be part of your routine. And everybody deserves to take care of themselves, like self-care is super important, not only does it help us, you know, be our best selves physically, but it helps us mentally as well. And if you struggle with acne, if you struggle with hormonal breakouts like me, there is hope. Just do your research, talk to your GP, talk to your dermatologist, whoever you need to talk to, and and try products that are clean. Try products that don't have parabens or essential oils or fragrance. And if you can, bonus points for vegan and cruelty-free products. Um, so I hope this helps. I hope that this is a good starting point for you guys. If you want to see these products listed with the actual um, name and description, check out my Instagram at get underscore unbothered. I'll have a post there with all the products in case you want to like do research or potentially purchase these products, but I'm not, I'm not affiliated with any of these companies. I don't have any affiliate links. I can't give you a discount, um, because I'm not an influencer. I'm just a person who's trying to help people like me live their best lives. So thank you for listening. Have a great day and remember to take off your makeup tonight because that is very important. Don't sleep in your makeup. Okay, friends, I'll catch you next time. Oh, wait, before I go. Wow, I almost forgot. This is important. So, next week, next Thursday, there will not be a new episode because I'm going to be in Colorado. So, check out my travel life personal Instagram at mapofmargaret. It's linked on my podcast Instagram. You can check out pics for my Colorado trip there. I'll probably post a few things on the Get Unbothered Instagram page just because, you know, why not? And yeah. I will catch you guys in two weeks. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening.